start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York Welcome everybody to the Doghouse Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns Andy McNamara alongside Matt Lerjancic Bringing you in with a little Frank, a little Sinatra, New York, New York. That's where the Browns are going to be playing, not just this week, but next week. I guess technically New Jersey, Matt, but there's no, you know, there's there's no uh, a song about East Rutherford, East Rutherford. So, yeah, you you make do, right? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I love it. <laughs> uh, love the tune coming in. Puts me in a good mood. Love the song. Love to visit the city at Christmas time. And uh, the Browns are going to get to visit the greater New York area twice and hopefully come away with two dubs. Oh, boy. And we got lots of news to get to today about this matchup. Let's kick it off, though, first, Matt, um, to put a, a, a real bow on that exciting but disappointing Ravens loss. Uh, Marcus Peters of the Ravens fined $12,500 for unsportsmanlike conduct versus the Browns. He says he didn't spit at Jarvis Landry. Landry called him a coward, uh, that crybaby uh, John Harbaugh, the head coach, of course, denies it. The league obviously saw something, Matt. Like the, the money amount doesn't mean anything to these guys, but at least if he got fined something, at least the league in some way has acknowledged that Marcus Peters is a pile of garbage. Agreed, 100%. Um, I think if it's another team, I, I think we're talking potential suspensions here. Should be. Given the fact that, and I'm not trying to, you know, encourage, you know, Lee getting involved in too many on-field things, but this is a COVID era and this is, there are protocols. You cannot exchange jerseys after a game and you can barely like shake hands with the opponent after the game before you get ushered to the locker room. How in blue hell is spitting on someone not a suspendable offense? Mm -hmm. And the only answer I could come to is the fact that the Ravens have been given every bit of a break over the last month and they will tell you that oh well we had to play three games in x amount of days that's your fault so what you were the ones that didn't tell your strength coach to not be a knucklehead yep so you earned that one you did you did a disservice to the Steelers more than you did yourself and yeah. you know to now with this yeah a 12 and a half thousand dollar fine whoop de doo That's chump change to these guys. But at least I guess you could look at it and say the league finally acknowledged something that the Ravens are complete idiots when it comes to just about everything with these protocols. Yeah, and good self-censor there, buddy. Good job. I could tell. You held it in. Good. We got to keep a PG. Uh <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, hey, man, I'm tr- I was it. trying. I you did good. You done good. You done good. Uh, but yeah, so they got that. Anyway, let's put the Ravens behind us. You know what? Hopefully, those rats get what's coming to them and be exposed once again, whether they make the playoffs or not, as being complete phonies with a garbage run-only quarterback. Who, if you come up against any sort of defense that can stop the run, which the Browns could not on Monday, you're done with. Lamar Jackson. So enjoy that. I hope they give him a, a 10-year billion-dollar contract, Matt, because then that would screw them over forever. But anyway, let's let's move on and let's get to the New York Giants. 
Lots of intrigue here. Record-wise, Giants stink, but they've won four out of their last five, like the Browns had a four-game winning streak snap last week. They're in contention for the horrific NFC East, which is just people just, just can't get out of their own way there. And Matt, we have former Browns draft pick, third rounder, Colt McCoy, under center with Daniel Jones. He's going to miss a game with an ankle and hammy. And Freddie Kitchens, Jason Garrett out with COVID. They're getting their tight ends. Coach Freddie Kitchens calling plays. What should we expect? It's kind of like old home week for the Browns, yeah. huh? You, yeah. You get Freddie Kitchens calling the plays and Colt McCoy being the guy on the receiving end of those calls trying to execute it. Um, it's it's a little different. Um, we all kind of knew that it was going to be a storyline. Freddie, you know, coaching against the Browns um, first time since he got let go by the team, that that was going to be talked about. But then to hear the news that he's elevated to interim offensive coordinator because Jason Garrett's out, it, it really kind of – it makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, and we'll see what kind of play calling he does because on an interim basis he was fine. Um, it's when he was on the full-time basis that we had the mega issues. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And the thing is, too, you have to consider um, we, we all love Colt. We've talked about in the past. We respect him. Heck of a guy. Tremendous college quarterback. But uh, you don't necessarily have to worry about, um, let's just say, uh, a, a, a big, big chunk plays down the field. Uh, Colt has hung around for 11 years. Good on him. But it's pretty much been based on, all right, you're dinking, you're dunking. Um, I could see you know, some flea flickers and stuff like that. But there's only so much gimmicks and gadgetry you can do with Freddie Kitchens. And again, Matt, it's not like it's the full time. He might just be told, and Joe Judge is the disciplinarian control freak there, um, to just keep it simple. Right. I think that's the, the key to the giant success is to just keep it simple and, and do what they've been doing for the last five weeks because it's been working. Don't get too creative. Don't get too fancy. Don't try to make like ridiculous plays. Just handle your business and and do what your guys can do skill set wise. Yeah. If you yeah. take advantage of what your guys are good at, you'll be fine. I expect to see a, a quite if you're a, a fantasy manager and a running back for the New York Giants is on your waiver wire might not be a bad idea to use him as a flex because I have a feeling those dink and dunks like you were talking about, a lot of them are going to go to the mm, back. That could be. And actually, Matt, I, I have Wayne Gullman on my fantasy roster. Um, and I was, I, you know, I was looking through kind of debating whether I should pop him in or not. So I might have to take another peek at that. Okay. Um, when we look at, at what this, this Giants team is, it's... I mean, you're the fantasy guy more than I am, but I'm just saying I, I know I, 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 I've seen this act before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I dig it. Now, the only tricky part is is you could be mixing in more Deion Lewis as well. Um, also, that, cup of coffee yeah, with that, the Browns. Yeah. Right? Like, he, he, he was what? Yeah, like absolutely. A preseason with, uh, with the Browns, and he got hurt, and then he didn't come back. So, yeah, lots of... Oh, and, and heck, Jabril Peppers... Right, Kevin Zeitler? You got a wonderful old Jabril is going to be, uh, who's had an okay season. wonder if he's going to try to be uh, scooting and getting to the backfield and getting at Baker Mayfield trying to send a message. Oh, no question. He's going to be. Um, that is a guy that thrives off of 
opportunities to make plays when he's counted out. And he was counted out by the Browns a couple of years ago when they sent him to New York. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to play with a little bit of an edge and a chip on his shoulder. And he's going to try to dare somebody to knock it off. What we have for Browns is Wyatt Teller ruled out for the Giants game with the ankle injury. Um, so Matt, what does that mean for the Browns? Cause we had, we, you know, we kind of have Chris Hubbard floating around. Is he just going to be sort of popped back in? And by the way, Chris Hubbard been a nice utility piece this year, right? Like not, not bad. So I guess Chris Hubbard would be next up, right? Yeah, I think that's the plan. And uh, I'm going to give Chris a lot of credit because he took a lot of heat, um, myself included, um, for his play at right tackle the last two years. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to me when you upgrade one position and then you have to plug and play another guy in a different spot, just how much of a difference that first addition could make. I think Jack Conklin coming over and taking that right tackle spot has kind of lifted the performance of the rest of the offensive line. And with Hubbard, you know, he could be playing for a contract. He's that type mm-hmm. of guy um, that's going to try and, and keep his career going. And uh, he recognizes that opportunities are few and far between when you're a backup alignment in the NFL. So he is going to take every chance he can to make plays. Exactly. And this is a Giants team that is really sort of an old school um, throwback just because of how they have to play, Matt. You lost Saquon Barkley week one. You're down. You got Devontae Freeman. You're down him too. You're down your starting quarterback. So it's all about defense. And they were, at least in fantasy football, like 11th best fantasy football team. They can, they're not necessarily flashy. Like there's not like that big star, you know, there's not the Miles Garrett, but they're just really good, really well coached. And this is a case where the Browns are going to have to make sure that you don't get get too uh, too sloppy and, and you're going to have to protect the football because this Giants team can get after it. Yeah, it's not sexy, but yeah. it's effective. And yeah. that's the key. If you can be effective, it doesn't matter how it looks. Right. It could look awful. It could look great. But as long as at the end of the day you have more points than your opponent, you're doing things right. And they won. Uh, Colt McCoy has got this team a win. Upset over the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so let's not just right. flitter away Old Colt. Yeah, that was, I think, 17 to 12. Seahawks are, boy, they've been tumbling. They've uh, they've been kind of weird. But, yeah, yeah, like this is a case where if the defense can hold and you, they can get the running game going, Colt McCoy is a professional, and he can do just enough to keep you in the game. He's not going to – what we want, Matt, is to make this team one-dimensional and force Colt McCoy to beat you. You want Colt McCoy's arm to have to beat you in this game. And if the Browns can get up early like they have in the past – few games during that winning streak if you can get up early and make them one-dimensional that's where you want to be and that's where I think you can really pull away in this one there's no question about that if you make this team one-dimensional you've done some good things and you will make your day a lot easier and I think that's the the key is that they're going to try to make Colt McCoy beat him yeah and prove that he can and we'll see how it goes well and we look at the offense and when I just was saying how tough the Giants' defense can be, this really hasn't necessarily, Matt, over the two previous games, um, been an issue. Ravens' defense, really good. Browns put up 42. Titans' defense, not as good as last year, but still very well respected and and, and has some top talent, put up 41. So this is a case, again, where 
I, I, for like for the Browns, it's it's nice to finally have it, Matt, where you, you go up against a good defense and you still have confidence that they could they could put up points. Because I do. Like Ravens defense to me is better than the Giants overall, and the Titans are are hanging right there with them. So I just wonder how we're going to see Kevin Stefanski go if he's going to try to strike quick, if it's through the air, if he's going to try to use the run earlier than on Monday night. That'll be that'll be interesting to see how he, he kind of goes through all that. Yeah, it's really kind of a, you know, pick your poison type. And I know they've been using that all season in the last two years about, you know, how things are going to go offensively. But they have options now because it's all worked at given times of the year. Yeah. And that's not always been the case. Usually the Browns have been one-dimensional by this time of year, but they're not, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now they have to, you know, figure out how to effectively balance the run and the pass because they have two elite backs and they have one of the toughest human beings I've ever seen at wide receiver. Oh yeah. And the tight end group is a little bit dinged up this week and Joku and Hooper both. Um, so there's going to be a lot of Harrison Bryant. And as long as he holds on to the damn ball after wow. making catches, he'll, he'll be okay. Well, and that's the thing. So is Hooper expected to play? I think it's 50-50 on okay. him and Njoku and both Njoku. last time I heard. So some game day game day stuff. Uh, a note too, Miles Garrett spoke to the media yesterday and said that the COVID-19 is still impacting him. Um, you, you know, he's still doing like breathing exercises and stuff like that. So, and he cautions everyone to take it seriously. That's just, it's such a, a wake-up call once in a while, Matt, when you see like an elite athlete. Like you look at Miles Garrett and you're thinking, if anything is not going to affect anybody, it's the specimen that is Miles Garrett with like, X point what one percent body fat, physical monster, and COVID knocked him on his butt. Like I think that's that's a little bit of a, a wake up call when if elite athletes can get affected by it, just for everybody to take it seriously. Because I'll tell you what, you know, I do my DDP yoga mat, but uh, I'm not in the same shape as a Miles Garrett. So I imagine what it could do to a, to a regular person, depending. Right, exactly. I mean, if it's if it's hurting a 24-year-old, otherwise very vibrant and healthy human being that's chiseled out of granite, um, what is it going to do to the average Joe? And I think that's the lesson we all need to kind of take to heart. And I wrote a blog post about it this morning because it really really is something that they need to pay attention to. Um, This thing is no joke. It reacts differently to everybody you know, you don't know whether it's going to be good or, and you're going to be able to get through it okay or whether you're going to, you know, end up with worst-case scenario. You don't know, and it's not worth the risk to try and find out. That's it. That's it. You mentioned your blog, Matt. You got some great uh, Browns content up there as well on Twitter, the link at Matt Fleur-Jancic and myself at AndyMC81. All right, let's take a look. Let's get our score prediction here. Browns are six-point favorites over-under set at 44. What is your prediction, Matt? Winner and score, please. I'm going to go over and say Browns 28, Giants 20. Ooh, okay. So, you know, some a little bit of Colt McCoy, maybe a little rushing touchdown, some field goals. Okay. By the way, field goals, Matt. Cody Parkey, you got one. That's it. That game, you got your one. Okay? I, I, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving you the one. You made some kicks before. Okay, that's it. You screw up here, I'm done with you. All right, I've been waiting. Oh. 
So you, you know, otherwise, you've been pretty good to him this year. Right. I'm surprised it took this long um, in this particular episode. I'm trying to, to be fair. Get to the uh, anti-Cody Parkey. But, again, he's got another opportunity this week, and hopefully he cashes in on some chances and and yeah. makes things a little bit easier to handle. Good Lord. Absolutely. Uh, weather-wise, folks, as well, it looks like 34 Fahrenheit. Uh, and partly sunny. So, eh, you know, pretty good this time in New Jersey, this time of year, if you can get that. Uh, not sure what the winds are like, but hopefully nothing too crazy. Um, so my prediction, I'm going to say under the 44, and I will say Browns 24, uh, Giants 13. I think you get one okay. touchdown and a couple field goals. Um, Denzel Ward by the way, folks, looks like, I think this is going to be, again, sort of a game-time decision, but it looks at least like he's trending. You get him in, and for the Giants, I forgot to mention this, their top cornerback, James Bradbury, is out on the COVID list, and they're pretty thin depth-wise. So what that hopefully means is it opens up Jarvis Landry and Hollywood Higgins as they have to shuffle people around. So maybe that defense not as good in the secondary. Good news for Baker, and if you can get Ward back, and, and and even clamp down a little bit more on Colt McCoy's limited arsenal of uh, of how how far he can throw the ball. I think he might be in pretty good shape. So I'll say twenty four thirteen Browns and take the under. Cool, I like it. Both uh, double victory picks, and let's yeah. hope uh, that we're talking again on Monday. Absolutely, Sunday night football, folks. Okay, under the bright lights in New York. Again, it, it's sort of weird. East Rutherford, New Jersey, doesn't sound as good. You gotta say New York, right? You got you gotta go with the big city. <laughs> They are, the, they are the New York Giants, okay? Yeah. So it, it works. Yeah. So you can call them New okay. York. That's always just don't ever tell off. somebody from New York that they're from New Jersey, Ooh. and don't ever tell anybody from Jersey that they're from New York. That's right. But <laughs> when it's a football team and they claim one and play any other, you kind of got to say, hey, whatever. It's everybody. It works. It's everybody's. That's right. Well, let's hope, listen, no ill will towards Colt or Freddie, but let's hope they suck on Sunday night, baby. And we're talking to you Monday for a victory Monday, which would be the Browns 10th win and put them really, really, really close and in tremendous shape to clinch up a wild card spot. All right, Matt. We'll hopefully talk to you on Monday, buddy. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good rest of your day, buddy. All right, you too. So for Matt Florjancic, get him on Twitter at Matt Florjancic. You can check out his content there. Myself at AndyMC81. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.